Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. I am Rob Maxwell and I am an exercise physiologist. In the Method to the Madness, I explore with you why things may or may not work in the realm of health and fitness. I use science to explain what you really need to know about current events in fitness and what you simply should ignore. Today's podcast is brought to you by Jonathan and Lynn Gilden at the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 275 star reviews on Zillow. That's pretty darn good, ladies and gentlemen. And over 100 million sold between the two of them. They can be reached at 386-451-2412 or at thegildengroup.com. Today, I'm gonna talk about your smart watches and how to better use them. Actually, I'm gonna be doing that all week. So, don't let your smartwatch make you look dumb. How can you best utilize all of this information they're throwing at us? And boy, they throw a lot of stuff. I mean, we're talking some stuff that I learned in exercise physiology, and now they're just putting it on watches and expecting people to kind of understand what it all means, you know? I know it's to sell these cool things and everything, and they can be very cool, they can be very helpful, but you do need to know how to use it, how to interpret the data. So for today, I'm gonna use one that came up, well, not one that came up, but one that came up in conversation with one of my clients when she asked me about VO2 max and if it had any health implications. So today, I'm going to talk about VO2 max because on the Apple watches, on the Garmin watches, they are now giving you VO2 max numbers. And uh, they might do a decent job of explaining it. They might say excellent, poor, whatever, but you know, it's not really in their uh, category to explain what it means, so I wanna do that. So VO2 max isn't necessarily related to health. It is indirectly because the higher your VO2 max is, the stronger your heart is, and most likely better your cardiovascular system is. But it's not like a parameter that they're gonna use, for example, like blood pressure, heart rate, um, arrhythmias, things like that, where they would help use that information to diagnose if you have any form of cardiac disease. VO2 max really isn't gonna come up in that realm, although it is indirectly related. But in the fitness realm, it used to be, and kind of still is in many ways, the gold standard of how we measure aerobic fitness. So, it is pretty darn important. Now, VO2 max basically is how much your body, how much oxygen your body can use during exercise or activity. Now that's the max portion. VO2 is just volume of oxygen. So oxygen basically becomes converted into ATP, which your muscles can use for energy. The only substrate your muscles directly can use for energy is ATP. And ATP is a very limited source. So when you're aerobic, VO2 max essentially is 
the maximum amount of oxygen your body can use and the higher level of oxygen being utilized means you have more ATP being generated which means you have more energy to keep going. So the VO2 max is a critical number and that's what it means. Now, what do your numbers mean? Elite VO2 maxes on males can be as high as 85. I believe Lance Armstrong's was considered to be 87. There are some reports that his was as high as 90. So in other words, people can peak a little bit later in their aerobic stuff and, you know, some studies show into the mid 40s, whereas with the strength stuff, a lot of people peak in their 20s. So cardiorespiratory wise, that VO2 can stay pretty darn high later in life. So yes, there is an age factor, but not as much as there is when we're talking some of the strength components as far as peaking goes. So let's just keep it simple, stupid. A score in the 30s, a little bit say mid 30s and higher for women is considered good. Now again, better is better. So I told you what was elite, so now I'm telling you good. So yeah, better is better. So if it's 35 and then you say, well, I'd like it in the 40s, great. Of course, there's nothing wrong with that. We want to improve it a little bit. I'm simply giving you some baselines to look at. Now for men, we start to look at scores in the 40s as being good. So you're pretty darn fit if you're say 50 years old and your VO2 is in the 40s and you're male. I mean, that's really, really good. We like that. And again, higher is better. All right, so now we have some baselines to shoot for. Let's say if you're a woman, you're under 30. Try to get it over 30. And, and I'm gonna qualify that in a second. And men under 40, try to get it over 40. So basically, there's like a, a 10 gap difference there. All right, anything higher, again, is great. Now, the problem with VO2 is, VO2 max, I should say, is it is very genetic. So there is a cap based on most of the qualified studies out there that says there's a gap on just how much your VO2 max can improve. Most studies show that it's about 20 to 30% trainable, meaning that say 80 to 90% of it is genetic. So very, very genetic. Does that mean you give up? Absolutely not. Because here's something pretty cool. Now, the numbers stand for, if I'm gonna read this to you, so an elite male with a VO2 max of 85 milliliters per kilogram minute. So think about all that I just said. 85 milliliters, that's an amount. Kilogram, so that is your body weight per minute. That is a VO2 max. So what's the key in there? Weight. So one of the best ways to raise your VO2 max is to actually lose weight. Let's say there's a limit on how much it can increase from a perspective of the milliliters. So, okay, you can only get it up to so much, but now you've raised it up to a certain point, but you're now 10 pounds lighter. Well, guess what? You have all of that oxygen 
to now circulate through and provide more ATP for a mass that's 10 pounds less. Guess what that means? Your VO2 max improves. So one of the best ways we can improve our VO2 max is to actually lose weight if we need to. Now, if we're already thin, maybe too thin, maybe we're a runner and we're you know borderline kind of obsessing too much about that anyway, well then that's not a healthy thing to do. But if you are overweight and you're interested in improving your VO2 max and your cardiorespiratory system, which really we all should be because there's health and fitness benefits, then one of the best ways to raise it, again, is to lose weight. Now, how does it work, really? So our VO2 max from a cardiorespiratory or a cardiovascular perspective works this way. When we exercise, our heart is a muscle, right? So when we exercise, our heart is beating faster and more powerfully. Now, if we do that for a sustained period of time, so strength training, the, you know, that it, it counts a little bit. We actually do get a little bit of cardiac changes in the heart, but we get more changes of cardiac from doing more changes in the heart, so in the cardiac system, from doing aerobics. So what happens is when the heart is stimulated long enough, say five minutes or so, right, that's enough of a time to get the heart rate up a little bit. I'm not saying that's enough of a time to sustain your exercise, but that's enough of a time to get a stimulus to your heart. What tends to happen is your heart will respond or adapt just like your muscles do. It'll come back stronger the next time. And the way that it does that is your left ventricle, which is the portion of your heart that eject, ejects the blood, and the blood carries the oxygen, right? The red blood cells ejects the red blood cells out into the body, which carries the oxygen that part of the heart gets stronger. So when it gets stronger, it can eject more blood to the systemic system. So that means that every time your heart gets a little bit stronger, we're improving the stroke volume. Stroke volume is the amount of blood per beat. Now, if we improve the stroke volume, that means the cardiac output is improving. And the cardiac output is the amount of blood pumped per beat times the amount of times your heart actually beats. So that actually improves. So your heart being a muscle improves with stimulus and gets stronger. So that's a beautiful thing. So that's how that works that way. Now, studies show as far as exercise goes, the way to improve your VO2 max is you have to spend time near it. In other words, your level of intensity of exercise has to be pretty high in order for you to improve it, which explains why people peak out fitness-wise you know, pretty regularly. They, you know, it's harder for them to get in even better condition once they reach a high level of fitness because it takes more and more and more to improve it. So the key is, you know, we think, well, we need to go longer, longer, longer. Well, the studies really don't bear that out as far as your cardiovascular system goes. The studies show that the closer we get to your VO2 max, and again, it's not all the way up, but close, close as we get to it within percentage points, maybe 10 or 20% of its maximum, then the more likely we are to improve it. Now, naturally, 
or I shouldn't say naturally, maybe you don't know this, we can't sustain that level for very long. I mean, most people, most studies show that you can actually be at your actual VO2 max for maybe five minutes, no longer. So that means we would have to do brief periods of high intensity exercise to try to raise it. And then we have to be careful not to overtrain. So we can't do that every day. But, you know, that's really for another time and place speaking about it. But the bottom line is if we want to raise our VO2 max, then we have to spend time near it. That's just specificity. And that's a good thing to do. But that does mean that intensity in your aerobic workouts, in your cardiovascular workouts, really, really matter. All right. And yes, it's great to try to improve your VO2 max. So when it pops up on your watch and it says, hey, I'm at 38 and it used to be at 35 a few months ago, give yourself a pat on the back. That means it's really, really getting better. Now, one final thing on that. The, the way your metrics on your watches work, they're not really using heart rate for your VO2 max. They're using what we call a metabolic calculation based on your weight that you programmed into your phone or watch, which has to be accurate if you want an accurate number, and then the actual pace that you're going. So typically it's going to generate you your VO2 max based on your running. I doubt they tell you that, but it's based on your running. There might be certain more expensive watches that are doing it for other things like your cycling and swimming and other things, but typically it's the weight-bearing exercise that you're doing because it's using what we call a metabolic calculation, which is based on your weight and the distance covered in a certain amount of time. It's put into a formula. So now it's not a perfect science, but it's pretty good. It's put into a formula and it determines your VO2 max. So yes, heart rate matters. And I am gonna cover that, heart rate matters. But when it's giving you your VO2 max numbers from most smartwatches, it's not using heart rate in that equation. It's using your weight, so make sure it's accurate when you put it in, and it's using the distance covered and your pace. All right, now let me thank our other sponsors, the Istanbul Turkish Mediterranean Cuisine. If you're trying to lose weight, they have many, many healthy options for you in there. Check them out. They're located in Ormond Beach, Florida, at 488 South Young Street, Ormond Beach, 32174. They can be reached at 386-492-7100. All right. Peace out.